I still think about the Patriots. I just think it's to to the viewers. I just shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, negativity. We don't need the negativity right now. Not that it's anger or anything, but not a lot of positive vibes right now. Although they may be getting Bill O'Brien back, which would be great for the Patriots. Need him. Need him big time. Need a net. Just need an offensive coach on the staff. A coordinator and a real quarterbacks coach. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they get Parks Frazier from the Colts. who has been calling plays over there. Probably be an upgrade. Yeah. Well, right. looking at the difference from a quarterback like Daniel Jones, we, we'll get to that too. While we're just while we're on it, Joe Judge, so you good. know, Mac Jones going from Here we go. McDaniels to Joe Judge looks terrible. And then you have uh, Daniel Jones going from Joe Judge to Brian Dable, and he's a completely different quarterback there as well. So yeah. Joe Judge needs to be nowhere near the quarterback room. He can go to special teams. He's a fine special teams coordinator. Maybe you can move him around there, but I just, I, I don't get it. I when did Dayball? When did Dayball leave the Patriots? Um, oh, that's a really good question. It was Ish. after I think it's been three years now. Okay, I think it's been three years now. He was there for Josh Allen's like third season. Maybe yeah, it's been kind of a rough season. three years. You mean the Joe Judge might be one of the best, or uh, or no, not Joe Judge, Dayball. Dayball was in New England, right? Yeah. For a while, mm-hmm. yeah. He might, hey, he yeah. might be. We'll, we'll talk about him, but he really might be one of the best coaches <laughs> ever. The season he's had, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's cover some news really quick. Uh, Jim Harbaugh to stay at the University of Michigan allegedly. University President Santa Ono, I believe, tweeted Monday that he spoke to Harbaugh, who confirmed he would return for a ninth season at his alma mater. Ono, who took over as president in October, said he communicated the news to athletic director Ward Manuel. I love, quote, I love the relationships that I have at Michigan coaches, staff, families, administration, President Santa Ono, and especially the players and their families, end quote, Harbaugh said in a statement, quote, again, my heart is at the University of Michigan. I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy, happy, go blue, end quote. That's coming from Rittenberg. Not the most, again, not the most rousing endorsement. Uh, I think the official, hey, he's staying, came from Ono. It did not come from Jim Harbaugh. Once again, uh, kind of a vague, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm still staying. There's a lot of assumption that he did not get an offer from an NFL team, and that's why he is staying in college. That would be very surprising to me. He, I think he's like fifth highest winning percentage since like the 60s as an NFL head coach. Had an insanely good record. Went to a Super Bowl Almost won a Super Bowl. Um, but as of right now, if you ask Jim Harbaugh, he is still very probably pretty sure that he's going to be at Michigan once again, Scott. Yeah, I mean, this is the second straight offseason he's done this. I'm pretty sure that it's just a, a tactic that his agent floats out there so that he can get paid more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just he, parlaying, yeah, parlaying his... Uh, college success having a very successful season the fact that michigan is incentivized to want to keep him around um going around to nfl teams having you know meetings interviews whatever you want to call it i'm pretty sure he's just using it as a a ploy to get more money i think he wants i think he wants the job i think he does because i don't think especially the way he wants to go to the nfl I do. I think he wants to go back. And he, so this is two years ago, he took a pay cut to stay at Michigan. They were not having the, near the success they thought they would. He had been there a while. So he takes a huge pay cut, redoes the staff, 
works yep. out. They win the Big Ten, win the Big Ten again, beat Ohio State both years, make the playoff twice, get bounced from the playoffs. Uh, multiple years of speculation around when he will go. I don't, he, I think without a doubt, he's going to the NFL at some point. I don't think this is going to happen two years in a row. Oh, he didn't, he probably didn't get an offer. I think at some point he's going to go. I think a guy like that, that's always dipping his toe in the water. I think he's, I think he's not going to reach his full potential at Michigan. And I think a little bit of his mind, you know, he's going to have a little bit of a straying eye peeking over at the NFL. I think, well, part of it is he was extremely underpaid the, the past, well, season, the two seasons ago, he was very underpaid, uh-huh. uh, 4.3 mil a year. Uh, probably arguably still underpaid this year. I think he's proven himself to be, where would you rank him? How many, how many college head coaches would you put solidly in front of him? Cause like urban's out, urban's not coaching anymore. Like Top of the head. Other than, than Jim Harbaugh, they're probably on the same level, right? Who? Dabo. Dabo oh. or Jim Harbaugh? Who would you rather have? Uh, probably rather Dabo. Have You'd rather have Dabo? Yeah. Dabo's had a couple generational guys when he's got a great quarterback. I mean, he's had, yeah. and you can say that's recruiting. That's not on him. That's not really real. He recruits those guys. He gets them there. He helps with that that's development. Uh, Saban's yeah. obviously better, but like, right? I mean, Kirby how Smart. Many more, how many more names can you name? Kirby, yeah. obviously, a handful, like, maybe. Stop at three. Yeah. Uh, some people might put Sonny Dykes in that conversation now. Uh, have a little bit more sustained success than that, but I mean, yeah, Harbaugh's got two years. Harbaugh's only got two years. We'll see what TCU does next year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, good. In insane coaching mind. It seems like very, very successful coach where he's been in college in the NFL. That is not easy at all, but for some reason he seems to be the most disliked guy everywhere he goes. Whenever he leaves a place that he's been successful at, they don't seem too upset about it. I think he, it's without a doubt, huh? Yeah, he's a wiener. He's a boner. Yeah. yeah. It's not a mystery. <laughs> have you heard his interviews? He's like, he's legitimately insane. But, but like you have success. These places, it doesn't, every, no one cares if you win. So the fact that he wins and then there's still like, Jesus Christ, this guy sucks. Like he must yeah. be the most unbearable son of a bitch of all time. Who's worse, him or PJ Fleck? Is he no. as bad as PJ Fleck? Not as bad, right? Well, he wins more. Um, I think he's worse than PJ Fleck. Ah, oh, man, actually, man, that's brutal. Like, we're, if we're asking, like, if you like, had to share this, an like, Uber with Jim Harbaugh, you got to go on a fishing trip where you're going to be yeah. in a boat and then like camping with Jim Harbaugh or PJ Fleck for a weekend. Who are you picking? Let me think. So, Harbaugh's going to have the gloves on while fishing the whole time. You know how he always warms up with the gloves. That'd be nice. You know, that'll give him good dexterity. He'll be able to grab that fish as soon as I pull it out of the water. BJ Flex always going to have the vest on. Uh, fishing, I'm going to take... Uh, what's his name? So camping, I'm going to take Harbaugh. Fishing, I'm going to take Fleck. Because Fleck will get me motivated to fish harder. And that's really what you need in fishing is more motivation. I think I'd take Harbaugh because he's got more, like, theories. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I could. You can get a little bit out there. I think but I could handle Fleck for like half an hour on the Joe Rogan experience, and it'd be a pretty good pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got some, got, there's a lot of there's. Yeah, a lot of thoughts cooking up there. 
Yeah, is there? Uh, all right. One more here quickly. Uh, Francis Ngannou is now a free agent. The former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou wanted more money to continue fighting inside the octagon, <clears throat> especially when it came to a headlining showdown against X-Lite heavyweight kingpin John Jones. The Predator also wanted a new contract that afforded him the opportunity to compete in outside endeavors like boxing, something promotions like PFL and Bellator MMA already allow. That's from Jesse Holland from MMA Mania. Uh, Scott, you are more, far more dialed into MMA than I am. Uh, Francis Ngannou is the most terrifying human to ever walk the earth. Seems like couldn't be a nicer guy, couldn't have a better story. Uh, doesn't seem like anyone's ever had anything negative to say about him. He is an absolute weapon. He punches harder than any, you know, allegedly from Dana White in the UFC. He punches as hard as, uh, what was it, Ford Escort going as fast as it can. Uh, his punch equals the force of a sledgehammer swung from above your head. This guy's a wrecking ball. Everyone's going to want him. Uh, his dream, I believe, was boxing, uh, but he's transitioned to MMA. Is the next step for him to go to something like the PFL where he can potentially do both? I think it's all about boxing, uh, but I think he can only, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think his boxing career is only going to last one or two fights. Mm. I think you can't, I think he'll probably get the Tyson Fury fight, uh, which is why he's doing this. And then he's going to be pretty outclassed in that event. You know what I mean? So I he is think... bigger than everyone he ever fights, right? Or like if he fights somebody bigger in the he, UFC, yeah, yeah. they're fat. He He's redlining the, the UFC you know, as he's as big of an athlete as you can possibly be in the UFC. The UFC doesn't have guys in heavyweight who are cutting down to 265 that also have abs. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> no. So it, that doesn't, it, he's as big of an athlete as you can possibly be in mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think boxing is a completely different sport. The, the, the gloves, which I'm sure whoever he fights will negotiate to have them up to be up to 16 ounces make it a lot harder for him to, you know, it should dis- just dissipates that one punch KO stuff. And yeah. You can absorb a few more of them before you get completely knocked out. Um, and someone who, you know, you'll, there's, there are heavyweights that are bigger than him. Joshua was bigger than him. Uh, Tyson Fury is bigger than him. Those guys um, are monsters. What's Tyson Fury? Like six, eight, six, nine. Tyson Fury is six, nine. His weight fluctuates two seventy to two ninety. He's enormous. We'll see. We'll see because uh, we'll see how big uh, Nganu is when he doesn't have to cut weight for boxing. Though he, it's possible he could walk into the ring at three hundred. Oh, that'd be sweet. That see, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Like the watch, possibility of seeing watch. Francis Nganu in different circumstances like that, like seeing a fully unleashed baddest man on the planet. I would watch, although I think it would get sad pretty quick i think it would be pretty evident after like three rounds in that he's pretty it like well (laughs) once the gas tank had been emptied he's just gonna get picked apart for however long the the more skilled boxer is gonna want to do it for so is he is he a super fight he's he would just be going for like the giant fights right he's not gonna you know he's not gonna want to have like a 12 fight boxing career like he's gonna want the big names right yeah a big payout well that's what i'm thinking is like here you're, he's only going to get one or two is my prediction my prediction is he's not going to be very good at boxing oh, obviously he can knock anybody out he's got a puncher's chance but you can say that about any boxer right mm-hmm. um how much different is he than deontay wilder 
I don't know. Have to find out. I guess. Right, his footwork's worse. Uh, uh, he's bigger. Uh, he can maybe hit harder, but his punches are going to be a little slower. So who knows? Who knows? And he has to get used to training with sixteen ounce gloves. Um, I believe in you, Francis. You can do it. I think I think you're going to get one really big fight. He's going to get outclassed, and then there's a couple others you could sell, like Wilder versus Ngannou would be insane. I would watch that. Joshua would be insane. I'd watch that. Oh, it's going to draw, um, yeah. The other thing is you could have him... Um, well, then, and then he has to compete then in PFL, which he's just going to murder everybody. Like, it's a bad day to be Ryan Bader. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah. What's Ryan um, Bader up to? Is he a master yet? He's the uh, champion. MMA. Uh, oh, so he's an MMA master. He's an MMA master. Uh, oh, he's yeah, yeah, master Bader. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think we might be putting out some more, maybe long form content on uh, Francis Ngannou later this week. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 get you some more news as that comes up. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. The PFL also just partnered with jake paul so yeah. definitely making some moves there they can do boxing and, MMA, and boxing and mma at the same time basically well i love their structure i love their structure where it's like you don't have to guess and see who guys are going to fight where every fight has legit ramifications where you know what the what the uh exact consequence to the fight is going to be so um yeah who knows i could definitely see them passing bellator for sure and then if they could if they could you know absorb Ryzen or absorb one FC and you could get a serious contender going in the fighting okay uh, let's move it back to the NFL here CBS yep. Sports Jonathan Jones reports the Raiders are going to be very aggressive in pursuing Brady in the offseason the news arrives in the heels of reports that Las Vegas will move on from Derek Carr whether it be by trade or just releasing him. Jones reports that the maximum Las Vegas can get for Carr in a trade is a second round pick. I think there'll be a lot of teams interested in that pick. There'll also probably be some teams, more than one team, interested in Mr. Tom Brady, the GOAT, uh, at what, it'll be what, 46 next year? Probably playing just what completed the most passes in NFL history and most attempts in the NFL history. Going to be looking to go to another team, supposedly. Uh, He's not going to go to a scrub team. He's going to want to go and win a Super Bowl quickly. Uh, time is running out. Big, Still playing pretty well. Didn't have his best season ever this year. But, you know, at 46, <laughs> motherfucker's old. He's got to win. Uh, you know, there was a lot of thought about the, him going to the Niners. Who wouldn't want to go to the Niners as a quarterback? Uh Allegedly, Brock Purdy is very much making that kind of hard. Brock Purdy, obviously on a rookie deal, uh, hasn't really done anything wrong. Has played well in every single game uh, that he has been in. So it will be interesting. I'm not sure how Brady is going to think of the Raiders' leadership in general uh, and how they treat certain players and how they pay certain players and try to get them out. Uh, the Derek Carr situation is obviously very interesting because some players like uh, some people think he's, you know, a top ish, top 10 ish quarterback in the league. So people think he's trash. Get him out. Uh, he'll be on a new team next season, without a doubt. I think you and I are both the belief Tom Brady will be on another team next year. Yep. 
do you think it's going to be the Raiders? I mean, they got Devontae Adams. They have Josh Jacobs. They have some weapons. They have some guys on defense. Uh, yeah. But Tom Brady's going to have some suitors. No, it's certainly a possibility. Um, the question is, how little is Tom Brady willing to play, to play for? His cap hit his first year in Tampa was only like 1.5. The past few years, he's been getting 30. Um, I don't think he'll come and play for nothing. They do. They will free up 28 million not having Derek Carr. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, Tom Brady's going to need a lot, right? Like he's, you know, he's 46 years old. Like he can't move very well. He's never been this most mobile guy in the world, um, but he's not as mobile as he once was. It's not going to get any better. He is going to be very, very picky. I would assume he's going to want great ownership. He's going to want a great coach. Obviously, he has history with uh, Josh McDaniels at his time in New England. So it's going to probably be up to Brady. I don't know how many teams are going to come after him. I would assume about as many as they did last time, maybe besides a couple now that he's you know three, four years older than he was. Yep. But you know, like you have said many times, he didn't go through you know what he went through family-wise in the offseason to play just this year. He probably went through to play a few more years. Uh, Tom Brady's had an eventful year, not only the, uh, you know, divorce and all that, also the FTX stuff, the lawsuits. Uh, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Next year. Yeah, he might need to keep playing for the money. Um, uh, the, uh, another wrinkle to this, I don't think anyone's going to trade for Derek Carr because you're going to owe him $43 million mm -hmm. uh, by the third year. So you'll have to, if you trade for him, you pick up his contract. 43 next year or 43 after three years? What? 43 next year or 43 like in three years? It's like 35, 38, 41, 43. Okay, we should say by $40 million for a quarterback uh, in four years might not be that much. No, but 35 for Derek Carr right now might be a lot. That's true. Do you have to remember uh, people will pay quarterbacks a lot. Uh, Kyler Murray is getting paid insane amounts of money. Russell Wilson got a huge upgrade this season uh, when it comes to pay. So owners aren't necessarily going to make the moves we expect them to make. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think obviously Russell Wilson is a huge name, uh, has has some past success. Uh, Kyler Murray can do some crazy things that no one else can do. So those guys have those going for him. Derek Carr, maybe not so much uh, on the wrong side of 30. Uh, we'll see. The so signing one of those B tier veterans though has been not a very good formula in the league the past few years because it's like right he's like the next tier down in pay right so you're not having to pay him Patrick Mahomes money you're not having to pay him Deshaun Watson money but you do have to pay him thirty five million and it's like would you rather pay a rookie quarterback four million dollars and then have thirty more to spend on your roster or would you rather have you know, B tier quarterback getting paid probably a little bit too much. Yeah, it's going to be a situational like, thing. Like Philip Rivers, basically everything the Colts have done the last six years. Uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz, Carson Wentz um, on the F Commanders. I was going to drop a couple different names there. I couldn't remember. I think it just um, kind of depends on what situation you're in, though, right? Because like the Jets, if they have like a solid quarterback, probably making the playoffs this last year. Defense played well. Uh, terrible quarterback play this year. You know, they had a couple games with, ah, no, they didn't have good quarterback play at all this year, but they probably win 10 games. 
uh, I think if they have, they add like a Derek Carr. Now that that was last season. That's not this next season. Uh, they got some young talent. It's just different positions for different places. Uh, and it's just going to depend on what they're looking for. Cause I, I don't, the jets at least have said that they're not out on Zach Wilson. Um, we will see if that's true, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I don't think Derek Carr significantly improves the Jets. You know what I mean? Are the Jets a Super Bowl contender with Derek Carr this year? Uh, probably not. But I mean, look at the Giants. Like two weeks, you know. I think most, almost everyone would have ranked Derek Carr higher than Daniel Jones start of the season. You would have thought. Right. I mean, a lot of people have very high opinions on Derek Carr. Yeah. Huh? What's that, bud? How many, how many are ranking him higher than Daniel Jones now? None, probably. No. Which is also a credit to Daniel Jones and how... level, But D- Daniel Jones is going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Like, I'm just... I'm going through my head with this. I don't see a lot of great situations for, for Derek Carr next year. Without a, I, He'll get somewhere. He'll get somewhere. Yeah. Like, worst case scenario, he'll take more money. He'll renegotiate and take less money uh, to go play somewhere. Or maybe he retires and becomes a preacher, like I was told. Um, I think I think he gets released, and then I think he gets paid like Ryan Tannehill money. I think he gets somewhere in the in the mid twenties. This is yeah, almost Ryan Tannehill esque a little bit. I think he probably played a little bit better than Tannehill did in Miami, but I mean, not a great year for uh, not not everything that happened was his fault. Uh, season wise, Derek Carr obviously did a lot for this organization they kind of kicked him to the curb said hey bozo get the fuck out of here we don't want to pay you um yeah not not the prettiest ending for a guy that's meant a lot to a franchise all right so as previously mentioned scott is in duval county uh he is there solely to get uh information on the chargers jaguars game uh he's there scouting the chargers right now unbelievable game we actually you were over here we watched the ending of this game uh we had some people over at my place uh wild ending to this game just an insane game all around trevor lawrence starts the game first seven drives five for 28 35 yards four interceptions five for 28 last five drives 23 of 29 253 yards four touchdowns it was 27 nothing uh jaguars get down the field. They score a touchdown before halftime, come in with a tiny bit of momentum, at least a little something being down 20 at half is really bad, but 20 at half is not nearly as bad as 27, 27 at half. This game's over 20 at half. That's three scores. Still a lot, but it's not, doesn't feel too insane. Obviously it wasn't chargers offense totally stalls out in the second half, get one field goal, on a drive that had a huge, their biggest play on that drive wasn't even a catch. Ball hit the ground. They didn't review it. Uh, they snap it. They go just totally sputtering performance by the offense. Defense in the second half uh, didn't have a lot of answers. I actually kind of think defense taking too much on the shins for the Chargers. I think they were really the only thing that did anything for them in that game. They got four picks. The other turnover on special teams. Um, I mean, without those Turnovers. I don't know if the Chargers really score more than 14 points. They didn't really move the ball much. I think three of those turnovers, they started in the red zone. Uh, so just kind of an anemic performance by the offense, even though they did score 30 points. Uh, defense can't find their way in the second half. A lot of blame to go around. Whole team failure. Very, uh, I didn't realize the term chargering was as, pos- was as popular as it was. 
but a lot of questions remain in the Chargers building. Uh, lots, a lot left to be answered. Jacksonville gets a huge win. Still sort of flying high. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes, lives it up at Waffle House. Um, Scott, what's the, uh, what's, the, what's the feeling down there in Duval County right now? People excited? Oh, yeah, actually. People are very excited. I was at an Outback Steakhouse today, and that's all people are talking yeah. about. yelling across the, the Outback Steakhouse about the game. Um, no, I got to say, I got to talk about the Chargers, uh, a team that I liked, a team that I liked too much. I have to eat um, a, little, a few of my words here. Oh, yeah. Um, I was someone who was uh, busting for Justin. Uh, I think I'm still on that train, but he had a bad game. There's no other way around it. He was, yeah. you know, 273 yards, one touchdown when he threw the ball 45 times. That's not great. That's very unproductive. Um, the Chargers defense and Brandon Staley, you're right. It's hard to criticize when you do produce five turnovers, uh, but you still gave up uh, 31 points. You know, it, they they just couldn't adjust. In the second half, they kept playing that cover three shell. That's what Staley loves to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then another one of their problems is all of their defensive backs are like 185 pounds and none of them can tackle. So the the Jags just kept going underneath, underneath, underneath eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 yards a pop uh, because they were able to drag these these Chargers defensive backs. uh, Hey, every time they caught the ball. You're right. Evan Ingram is a mean motherfucker. Seven for 93, yeah. one, two, three, all four touchdowns caught by different players uh, for the Jags. They were throwing it all over the yard. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in the second half looked like a brand new man. I don't know. What is your, what is your, because you're, I have kind of been vocal that I think the Chargers are what they were last year. Uh, I couldn't feel more correct about that. You know, they had one more win than they did last year. Uh, I don't know, because I was starting to come around a little bit near the end of the season until that Broncos loss the last week. I thought they were running the football better. I thought they were playing solid defense. That all kind of fell apart. They A lot of this comes on. They weren't really running the football in the second half. Like They only ran it. Like They were throwing it far more than they were running it for some reason. I know they weren't getting production when running it. but what the, what the Jaguars were giving them. Um the Jaguars were playing seven man, seven man box, pretty much the whole game. Um, stayed in that true four three. The um, yeah, I, I think if you have Mike Williams, you win this game, right? Mike Williams worth more than one point. Mike Williams, yeah, Mike Williams. He's also like a total bailout guy. Like if you're in trouble, just go to Mike Williams. He's gonna yeah. come down with that football. Yeah, yeah, on third downs especially, and that's just the Chargers just couldn't convert anything in the second half of the game. Mm-mm. So. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Staley was going to be fired today. I thought we were going to wake up and read that news. Yeah. And we might this week. I thought I thought he had done a really bad job this year. Yeah, Cameron Dicker missed his only his second miss of the year on that field goal kick. Uh, Would have ended up winning him that game. Just everything going wrong for the Chargers in the second. Never turned the ball over. He was a midseason ad, too. Yeah, yeah, you were plus five in turnover. Margin. Plus five. <laughs> and you lose a playoff game. That's, you got to, I... That's insane. And you, you know, your quarterback didn't look great. I think you, if if he stays, you have to change out the offensive coordinator. Um, and then maybe Staley has to give up a little bit of decision making power on the um, defensive side of the football, especially when it comes to personnel. They have some really expensive pieces that have been very unproductive on that side, mainly J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. Yeah, J.C. Jackson's been hurt. Um... Man, just a mess. 
Because, like, I don't know, like, I don't know a lot of the contract situations for the Chargers, but, like, I don't, where do they go from here? Like, I don't know if they have much to go on. Like, it's just, it feels like it's going to be the same thing next year. Like, I don't know if, at this point, I think, uh, you know, you want to see Justin Herbert do something more than what he's done. Because it's been a lot of talk about how talented he is, which is very true, and that he can make every throw, but it's like, okay, well, start making you know, more throws, you know, they have to do something. And obviously Justin Herbert, you know, you're not getting rid of or anything. You're going to have to sign him, but you know, next year is year four, like year four, he's got weapons. Granted, they were hurt a lot this year. Uh, he wasn't really lighting it up with them when they were back. Um, just incredible job by Doug Peterson. Uh, good response by Trevor Lawrence. Great game by ETN, 109 yards with a huge run on fourth down to get them into field goal range, get them that big dub. But man, I mean, even like the Chargers, they had that weird handoff to uh, Michael Bandy that like Michael Bandy ducked. It was like an end around play. Herbert snaps it, turns around to give it to him. And Bandy like moves out of the way, tries to avoid, tries to just avoid Herbert. Clearly didn't know the play call or somebody was way off. Just an absolute disaster by the Chargers. Kind of almost worse that they never turned the ball over somehow. Like you would think one or two picks. Okay. Like they just got totally outplayed in the second half. Uh, just a really rough look for the Chargers. Uh, this is going to be talked about for a long time. I think you're right. I don't think uh, Staley's going anywhere. I thought he was too. But, you know, I think if they thought they could get Peyton, I think they would. I don't think they want to pay Peyton. There's a lot of that talk today that, you know, Sean Peyton probably going to be with the Broncos. They have unlimited money. Chargers don't necessarily love to pay guys like that. Though they probably can, they might not. Scotty, Scotty, I was kind of talking shit on uh, Justin Herbert a little bit. Not talking shit, but you know, you're right. These he's got to play better because people have been treating him like he's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think he has that potential. But he has not played like one of the best. He's played very well, but you know, it's been flashes mostly, and he needs to, you know, be a little bit more consistent. Another thing here, people are like crowning Trevor Lawrence. We, I want to pump the brakes here. Trevor Lawrence did not have a good game. <laughs> what do you mean? Throw four touchdowns. You can't have a one to one touchdown interception ratio in a playoff game. That's not that's not a good football game. Yeah, I mean you know how it is. Like yeah, yeah horrible yeah, first won, half right, and then won, they balled the out the so. second half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have to play Kansas City next week. You cannot have minus five turnover differential against Kansas City and win. Kansas City actually like Kansas City is a terrible turnover differential in the season. Finished with, you know, tied for most wins in the league. So if they go minus one versus Kansas City, they're going to lose by 50. Yeah, I think so. Especially Andy Reid off a bye, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, Jacksonville, big underdog next week at Kansas City. Uh, They're going to probably need quite a few bounces to go their way to win that one. But Chiefs lost to the Colts, so we shall see. All right. The Seahawks 49ers. Was a great game for a while. Seahawks had the lead at halftime. Big underdog there. Uh, and then just in the end, the talent's too much. Niners just absolutely overpower the Seahawks. Starts punching Geno in the face, in the throat. Uh, Geno threw an interception later in that game that kind of basically felt like it sealed it. Uh, Debo Samuel takes a touchdown, 75 yards or whatever. Just too much talent for Seattle to handle. Still a great season by Seattle. Everyone thought that they were going to be terrible make the playoffs, you know, look okay in it too. I think that matters a bit. Um, 
Seattle, a ton of draft capital from that Russell Wilson trade. They have a lot they can still add, a lot they can still do next year. So I think Seattle probably feels pretty good about where they're at. I don't think they really expected to win. I don't think they're super disappointed that they didn't. I think a lot of people kind of expected that. Um, but I think a lot of people, especially outside the building, thought that that team was going to be on fire this year. Uh, get nine wins, make a playoff game, look pretty respectable in it, have the lead at halftime. But ultimately, Brock Purdy continues to just continues to just win, man. Throwing touchdowns, not turning the ball over, uh, just getting it to Christian McCaffrey, getting it to that plethora of playmakers that they have over there. Just too much power for the Niners for Seattle. Yeah, he's um, he's just he's everything the 49ers need him to be. He mm-hmm. basically Shanahan's just cutting the field and out for him when he needs to throw it. Super efficient in that regard. Doesn't really turn the ball over that much. Only has four turnovers in his seven starts, which for a seventh round rookie quarterback, that's pretty good. Um, especially because they've played some good teams on the stretch. So who knows? I mean, Jimmy G theoretically is going to be healthy here in a week. So yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I think you have to roll with Brock at this point. You kind of have. I mean, it's not like he's like he hasn't just played okay. To, I mean, he did not have the greatest start to that game either. Like he was throwing some bad balls. Uh, you know, statistically ended up looking okay, but that first half was really rough for him. Uh, responded incredibly well. Just dealing, getting it to this. Oh, dude, that team is so talented. It just added like one of the best weapons in all of football midseason. Even before him, they were insane. They have uh, Elijah Mitchell's back too. You know, Elijah Mitchell being a running back too is incredible. Just everywhere on that team. Nick Bosa is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. You know, it just never ends for the Niners. Yeah. Here's their, I'm going to run down. This is their, since Brock Purdy's been starting game by game, they've scored 33, 35, 21, 37, 37, 38, 43. their offense is rolling ridiculous and this is not just like because they have had over the past couple years they've had other quarterbacks starting and they have not had this level of success like they had cj beat hard playing i mean he is from iowa not iowa state iowa so you do kind of have to question that yeah uh and then jimmy it never looked this good with jimmy no never looked this good with jimmy no now For Jimmy some, didn't. It might be a deal. Do you think it's a deal where like Shanahan coaches better when he has a worse quarterback? Maybe, like Mahomes throwing more touchdowns without Tyreek. They're like, yeah. oh shit, I gotta get really in my bag for this one. Yeah, that kind of deal. Maybe he's an incredible coach. Okay, um, let's continue. Um, okay. So the Bucks Cowboys game is actually starting pretty soon. Uh, just a heads up there. We will kind of keep an eye on that. Um, okay. So back to the AFC. The Dolphins take on the Buffalo Bills in a very, what, like a 10, 13 point line for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, for good reason. Miami starting seventh round rookies or undrafted. Skylar Thompson. You undrafted or is he a seventh rounder? Seventh rounder. Seventh rounder. Yeah, Buffalo struggled a bit in this one. Uh, They should have, everyone kind of thought they're going to blow out the Miami Dolphins. They did not. It was kind of a tight game. Uh, Came down to the final drive. Not a great look for Buffalo. Josh Allen still struggling with turnovers. Uh, Three turnovers in each of his last three games. Two picks, 
a fumble return for a touchdown. Um, still made some unbelievable throws. Still made some unbelievable plays. Three touchdowns. Uh, getting uh, what's his face? Cole Beasley involved. You know, this is uh, is this was this surprising to you? Because Miami, it felt like could have done better too. Like there were some drops, some balls waddled in the hall in. Tyreek missed one. Uh, this game went on for like what four or five hours almost. They push they pushed back the Minnesota game. This game took so long. Um, but as an AFC East, you know, enjoyer, was this shocking to you that Miami took this down to the wire? No, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, so I do have to uh, eat a hot chip because of this Dolphins team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. Those are a lot harder to find than we. Person, I'll just end up ordering one off of Amazon. Yeah, those are much harder to find than they were when you made that bet. Again, totally uh, unprompted. Yeah, Scott made this bet. Gas stations all the time. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll order one on Amazon. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. The shipping takes forever for some reason. Yeah. Uh, the I think two things played into why I'm not surprised for the Bills. Um, one is that they've been on an emotional roller coaster the past few weeks. Yeah. And that just becomes really exhausting to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. The the whole NFL season is a grind and is exhausting anyway. The playoffs are exhausting, and then having this whole situation happen is is like they were due for an emotional letdown game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was sort of a trap game for them. Um, and then the other can that happen? Can that happen in the playoffs? Real football ramifications to Demar Hamlin uh, to that situation because remember he was the replacement for Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, so even though down two safeties. Yeah, that's that situation had a much more positive ending than a lot of us were going to think. Still incredibly emotionally draining. Um, yeah, I mean, the Buffalo Bills weren't playing their best football. You know, still had 13 wins, you know, still yeah. played very well. Um, you know I mean? Like you're, you're deep into the bag at, yeah. at defensive back at this point. Yeah, it's not great for the Bills either. They probably didn't want to. You know, it is a playoff game in the NFL. You're going to have to play hard, but I think they probably hoped that they wouldn't have to, you know, get in their bag for everything. They didn't necessarily want to have to, you know, use every tool at their disposal. Probably wanted to keep some stuff safe uh, to play against the Bengals and then maybe the Chiefs down the road. Down the road. Um, but it took every bit of them to win this game. I mean, was also, was Mike McDaniels vaping on the sidelines? you see that? I did. I I don't know what else it might have been. Uh, that would make sense, right? For a guy to vape on the sideline. Because guys, coaches chew during games. I'm going to say it's really you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, well, he's hiding it. For me, it looked like somebody who does vape was holding a pen. You know what I mean? Like this? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Tough to say. Tough to say without more evidence, right? Because you feel like if he was vaping, you'd see like clouds of some sort. Yeah. Well, there was just that one angle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's only got that one angle, and they did they they didn't cut away. They did the slow mo view, so that was funny. But um, <laughs> I I'm gonna say he vapes. I'm gonna say he wasn't vaping there. Is his job in actual danger? Is that a thing? I think it depends on if Sean Payton wants to go there or not. Oh. Yeah, I think mean, being a head coach is not in danger. If he gets fired, he'll be a head coach somewhere else next season. Yeah, yeah, and allegedly they're going to bring Tua back next year. Um, 
So obviously Tua played well this year when healthy for the most yeah, part. And they love Tua loves Tua loves him, which yeah. goes a long way. If they are committed to Tua for the future, um, then I think that he's probably safe. Yeah, getting him some help was a big deal. Yeah. All right. Another quarterback who uh quite the year that people weren't necessarily suspecting. Daniel Jones and the New York football giants walk into Minnesota and beat the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings 11 and one in one score games this year. Uh, the only loss coming this uh, Sunday against the New York giants. Daniel Jones was absolutely dealing 300 yards passing uh, two touchdowns, no turnovers, 78 yards in the ground. He's the only ever quarterback to do that. Uh, I mean, this, Rested their starters coming in perfectly healthy. Uh, Brian Dayball put his nutsack on Kevin O'Connell's forehead. Uh, just, you know, Minnesota played pretty well. Kirk played pretty well for most of the game. Obviously, the conversation around Kirk is not how he played throughout the game. It's how he played in the last play of the game. Uh, but man, Brian Dayball and the New York Giants. I mean, I'm. we, we knew that they were pretty good this year. But they're winning close games. We thought, hey, this team, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Probably not really going to do much. I think this team can win more playoff games. I really do. This team has been really impressive. Saquon has looked incredible. This team is dangerous, and I think this is one of those teams that no one wants to play, really. Yeah, I think the NFC, I mean, this you, you just can't let the Giants in the playoffs. When the Giants get to the playoffs, they end up winning the Super Bowl. Something yeah. happens whenever, and it's never great teams either. No, like both the teams that won the Super Bowl for the Giants were like nine and seven and ten and six, right? They're yeah. wild card teams who had to win three road games. This looks like the same scenario, a little bit different team structure, but they play really good defense. Daniel Jones had the game of his life. Right? Oh my 350 god! Through the air, seventy on the ground, no turnovers. What'd you say? What, three, three fifty through the air, seventy on the ground, no turnovers. Uh, I got three hundred one, but either way. Was oh my bad. Dealing. I I have, the number I'm looking at doesn't account for sacks. Mm. They they start taking the sacks out of the oh interesting um, out of the passing total in the team. It used to not be attributed to the quarterback's line, which is maybe what I'm looking at now. So Justin Jefferson seven catches for 47 yards. Did not I think he only had one catch in the second half. A lot to be made there because Justin Jefferson is that guy. He kind of just. You know, they've had a lot of success just hucking it up to him, no matter the situation. A lot was made that he was bracketed. You know, I don't... You got to get that guy the fucking football. You got to get your best player the ball. That seems to be the way to do it, for whatever reason. The bracketing uh, messes with the timing of when he likes to get the ball, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's right away early in plays or later on in plays. He doesn't catch the ball over the middle a whole lot. Unless he's like, unless it's like down and away, right? He doesn't like to get hit or roughed up over the middle. Um, he's a guy who you can bully a little bit too. So what is that Jefferson though in that situation, or is that Kirk? Huh? Is that Kirk or is that Jefferson? Uh, what in reference to what? Uh that he's not getting like he doesn't like getting covered like that. Like is yeah, that Je- Kirk Jefferson. not wanting to throw it there? Yeah, so basically what the bracketing does is you put the you put instead of having a corner on him, you have and then a safety to help, you put a linebacker in his face, especially when he's in the slot, who can sort of jam him on the ball, and then a safety's there for the further down the field. So you mm-hmm. disrupt early in the route timing. Uh, and then the the linebacker can basically leave him after five and then the safety picks him up after two seconds. 
Well, something else, something else definitely happened because if it were just that easy to stop Justin Jefferson, he wouldn't have led the league in receiving yards. Is this is because I mean the you, they the first team that I saw to do it um, was a team that I'm not allowed to mention for another month. Um, and What's that? Who's it. that? Teams have really been doing it since then. Um, New the, England. Uh, it's something that's a little bit more effective later in the season and it might just be something that the Giants were really personnel-wise really effective at. What team are you not um, allowed to mention? The Patriots. Oh, of course. Yeah. Self-imposed. Uh, fine. Smart. Band. Um, but the... Uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, run it. we were talking about why why hasn't it been... Justin Jefferson, yeah. Um, oh, because... Well, why don't it... Why doesn't every team do it? Because you can't... You It requires a lot of resources, right? To yeah. take a linebacker out of the box and put him on a slot receiver um yeah tj hawkinson in the box but you're basically you know putting two guys on one guy leaves you mismatched everywhere else so uh-huh. it it requires a lot of resources and you have to scheme it up pretty well um and then the vikings just didn't really adjust to it that well yeah man what a season this is what a season, <sighs> yeah, what a season. What a season for the vikings um i heard i don't read the comments but i heard i was catching some flack uh, oh yeah big time we don't get a ton of comments. Uh, we do appreciate when we do, but significant amount were <laughs> about Scott shitting on the Vikings, calling them frauds. Uh, Scott was not alone in that opinion uh, in the world. There are a lot of people calling them frauds, but Scott was correct. What are you doing? Are you looking up names? Yeah. Sorry. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't read them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was big on the Vikings to start the year. I was rooting for the Vikings because more than anything, I want to be right. But, you know, I sniffed it out early. They were frauds. Uh, everyone knew they were frauds. The point differential matters. I, w- I won't say they weren't a good team or they weren't like a better than 50% NFL team. Yeah, never- I would say in general, point differential doesn't matter for the most part. Like as a general rule, when you're a 12 or 13 win team with the worst one ever by a factor of like 60 points, then it probably matters. Yeah. It's kind of like in my in my brain, it's like the same as PFF. Like I kind of like PFF. I kind of you know I'm not totally sure, but if you have a terrible PFF grade, you probably suck. Uh, and if you have a great one, you're probably really good. But as far as like you know, you're four points away from somebody else. Who's to say? There is another stat called Pythagorean expected wins. Uh, oh, here we go. It's your record based on a couple of stats that don't necessarily involve the score. So. Uh, the Vikings had a Pythagorean expected win total of 8.4 wins, which is a losing season. Uh, by that measure, they are the luckiest, most random, most randomly successful NFL team uh, in the Super Bowl era. Oh yeah, hang the banner, this baby! Is the most wins over ex- expectation. Uh, and actually, what's funny is the second most wins. The record was set last year by the Falcons, who were expected to win like 2.5 and ended up pulling seven. Yeah, they still stunk. Um, they were crazy. That was crazy. But yeah, Vikings, you were lucky this year. I don't know what you said about. You had a really lucky season. I had a sca- first year head coach. Probably, god damn, man, they got the fuck beat out of them by like three teams. Yeah, like the Packers. That's two not, weeks. That's not a good sign that when you play good teams, you just got destroyed. Yeah, falling down by that many points, and it, it, any team getting down by like more than twenty points is a really bad sign. Yeah, twenty. That's just not yeah, what good teams do. Um, so like, 
Were they a bad team? No, just no. They, it was no, pretty no. evident after like week four this year that they weren't a Super Bowl contender. Oh. Uh, the Cowboys-Buccaneers game has begun. Uh, Cowboys started with a three and out. Buccaneers going for it on third and 13. Um, we shall keep you updated. Okay. The Vikings, man, what a disappointing. Because they were highlight, they're having highlight reels with Justin Jefferson. Uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation about Kirk Cousins, which Kirk Cousins, again, played a pretty good game overall. Uh, did not on fourth and eight, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say checks it down, but gives it to TJ Hawkinson three yards ahead of the line of scrimmage, which I, you know, obviously was not the right call. Uh, but he was about to get hit. I guess if you're able to get it to your tight end in man, you know, maybe you think he can stiff arm him, get that yardage. I think he's probably taking a little bit too much heat for it. But yeah, ultimately, no, I don't think anyone has changed their opinion of Kirk Cousins or ever will. Can you win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Oh boy! If theoretic, here's the thing: I think theoretically you can with just about anyone, right? If you're like a top fifteen, yes. Uh, is he going to be the reason you win it? No. Is to win a Super Bowl? I think right now, you know, I think there's just some exceptions, but I think you need a guy who can, without a doubt, maybe not without a doubt who can like for sure get you a touchdown in like a gotta have it minute and a half scenario. And those are the guys that we see, like you see Patrick Mahomes do it. You see Josh Allen do it. Um, I believe Joe Burrow's done it in that situation. Joe Burrow's obviously very good. Can win a Super Bowl. Um, But man, and the other thing is like, it's fucking, it's hard to get a good quarterback in the league. Like it's hard to have a pretty good quarterback and Kirk Cousins is pretty good. So like, I don't, you're kind of just in no man's land unless you're drafting young and just kind of saying, Hey, maybe. I mean, if they take a first rounder, it's going to be a tough situation. I don't know if I think that's going to affect Kirk and how he plays. You could be risking that. But then, you know, maybe you take some shots at like fourth, fifth round guys where there's not a ton of pressure on them. You know, it's not necessarily going to throw Kirk off too much because you know that they're not going to be expected to be starting next year or anything like that. So I don't know. A lot of questions to be answered in Minnesota. You know, some great memories, sweet games. But ultimately, uh, fell to a pretty good Giants team. Okay. Well, uh, Sunday night. Thing. Um, I think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins paying him 35 mil. Boom. Does that make sense? Shout out to his agent. Shout out to his agent. He's made the sixth most money of any player in NFL history. He's going to retire the richest player person ever played in the NFL. <laughs> I'm serious. Like he's he's like the names in front of him. It's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Ryan, and Wilson, who are all probably going to retire ahead of him before him. And he's like way his number of seasons played is way less than those guys. Yeah, Russell Wilson. That's awesome. Shout out to his agent. That's a, that's all. We should have a hall of. There should be a hall of fame for agents, and he'll be uh, first ballot. Whoever that yeah. is. Um. Okay. Sunday night thriller. Another game. Where there was a huge expectation, divisional round, divisional battle, uh, expected blowout with a great team against a backup quarterback did not happen again. But Cincinnati Bengals pull it off, twenty four seventeen. Tyler Huntley starting for the Ravens. A lot of questions still around Lamar Jackson and his situation. But Tyler Huntley, besides one very very bad play that ultimately cost him the game, played pretty well. Had him in a position to win. Tried jumping, you know. Tried 
reaching a ball six feet. Uh, obviously, Bengals are ready for that. Sam Hubbard takes it 98 yards. Bengals win it. Zach Taylor goes and gives the game ball to a bar down in Cincinnati. Shout out to Zach Taylor. But man, I mean, is this... This was pretty surprising. Eh, I guess it wasn't that surprising to me. I think might have been surprising to a lot of people. I never expected the Ravens to win. I thought maybe in the fourth quarter when they were tied that they had a chance. I didn't think the Ravens were going to win, but I thought that they were going to give them a really tough fight, and that's what we got. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking on that play. Like He was like Captain Stretch or something, but he was so far away. He was so far away. It was, Bro, so it was like, it was like uh, Michael Jordan in Space Jam trying to dunk the football, yeah, exactly. and his arm stretches out to be 20 feet long. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. That's tough. They probably win this game if they had Lamar. That's what J.K. Dobbins yeah, said after. I probably believe it. I believe yeah, it. 100. They played a really, really good game, and uh, um, that's tough. I don't know. Would you send me today that Lamar's missed 22 games or something like that? In his yeah, career? I think it was something. He's missed an insane amount of regular season football. He's only played four seasons too. So, yeah, he didn't travel to the game. He's missing five and a half games a season. Whoa. Yeah. I think that that has to be wrong. I don't know. That's what I said. That was, I think, a Warren Sharp tweet. I think we can look that up. Um, but man, that whole Lamar Jackson situation went downhill fast. The way that season started, it looked like they were going to have to pay him, you know, a Brinks truck to get him to play football there again. Now it seems like everything is up in the air. Who knows what's going on with the injury? Uh, him tweeting out his own injury report. Just so much going on. Jack is sacked. Maybe fumbled. No, called I the whistle. The game pulled up. I um, I should get that going. I mean, oof. tough. The tough situation here for the Bengals. They get the win in a game where they were kind of expected to win. They uh might be tough sledding from here on out. Came in without their right guard and the right tackle. Lose their left tackle in this game. Maybe with a you know they only have one or two starters now on that offensive line. Uh, gonna have to play the Bills next week, and then likely the Chiefs the week after that if they win that game. Um, you know, costly win I would say for the Bengals. Yeah, the the O line situation is serious, and that it, they they have been a good O line this year, right? Um, yeah, rough start, but figured some things out. Sacked the third least times of any quarterback. Yeah, I think last eight. I think that was what it was. Yeah, started yeah. rough, started rough, but got started it figured rough. out. The once you get to more than one offensive lineman missing, you're starting to get serious. Now you got three starters out. That's like oh. um, that's like you know like Chiefs versus Bucks Super Bowl territory. Yeah. Things yeah. start really falling apart when you get that to that point because now guys are going to have to be playing out of position. You're signing practice squad guys. Somebody's you know you're 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 moving guys around where they don't want to be, mm. putting guys in bad spots. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And well, the Bills D line aren't like world beaters, but the Chiefs have some pretty good defensive lineman that could pick on these guys. Yeah, Chiefs uh, have stepped it up big time. I think they're second in the league in sacks. Chris Jones had ranked like third in sacks on the season as a defensive tackle. Uh, we all know what Frank Clark can do in the postseason. Dude, Frank Clark has like the third most sacks in NFL postseason history. That's crazy. Like the guy is an animal in the postseason. On teams that have made, has he ever missed the playoffs? You know what I mean? Um... I don't think so. I mean, still, like you would expect that to be a Patriot or like a Steeler at some point. 
but no. Yeah, like James Harrison. Yeah. Or like the old old Steelers back when like Terry Bradshaw was playing. Yeah. I think sack numbers went that high back then because people just didn't drop back that much. Uh, that's also very true. Here, one second. Willie McGinnis for, from New England. Most playoff sacks of all time at 16. So Frank Clark, only five away. Hey, you can do that one postseason. Hold on. Buzz, yep. what's your I'll comment? Good, yeah, I'll be good. How many more postseasons has Frank Clark gotten in him? Um, Terrell Suggs. Retired. I kind of forgot he retired. He was once you're going to have to clarify your comment on there. I don't totally understand. Um, Who's still active? Von Miller at 10.5. Man, a lot. This, you, I actually was incorrect. The playoff sack leaders list is pretty much, there's only three current players in the top 20. Nick Bosa is going to get that record. Nick Bosa is halfway there. And he's only in his fourth season. Holy shit. Nick Bosa is only in his fourth season? Yeah. Oh, my God. The and Niners are so the, loaded. He missed the full season because of his ACL. Oh, my God. Dude, he's insane. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Lamar Jackson situation has really gotten out of hand quickly. Uh, not traveling. I, I don't... There's something very bad is going on with Lamar and the Ravens. Like, there's no... You know, some people are trying to say... Have been trying to say, hey, you know, his knee's not healthy, which, you know, who knows if it is or isn't, or if he's able to play... But then you add that with him not traveling, which some people are saying, oh, well, sometimes players don't travel when they're hurt. He was traveling before uh, in the playoff game. If he's, you know, he's traveled to that game, if nothing's wrong, like there's no way. Right. Right. I think that it's, this is like a mutual parting of ways at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I mean, if you can't get a trade done for him, then you have to tag him because you can't just let him walk for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But that's going to be so ugly next year if you do, right? If he's still playing for them next year, that's that's not a good situation for anyone involved. Yeah, this is not pretty at all for anyone. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's going to be tough. Bengals and Bills were very surprising this weekend, I think. I think the idea that both of them struggled was surprising. I'm not surprised that like one of them did. Um... Oh, no, they got a long way to go, injury-wise, especially with the Chiefs having the bye week. Uh, I don't, I can't think of any like major Chiefs injuries off the top of my head. Maybe like Sky Moore's a little dinged up, but I think McCole Hardman will be back. I think they'll be fully healthy. So, oh, Tom Brady almost picked. Um, all right, Scott, you have anything else you want to add about this weekend? Uh, no, no, I'm good. What do you think? You think Tom Brady? You think Tom Brady keeps his undefeated streak alive against the uh, Cowboys? I do. I do. I, I disrespect Mike McCarthy. You said I respect oh, every coach. I disrespect Mike McCarthy. Why? He's too fat? Too fat. Too fat? <laughs> he's, got, like, the, he's got that like beef to him, though. The beard helps. The beard helps. He's rugged. Yeah. Because he used to get like super red when he was in Green Bay, and he didn't mm-hmm. have the beard. Oh, he's tanning too much sun in Green Bay? Is that what you're saying? Or, like, red from anger? No, he used to not have the beard, right? No, when it's cold out, you get, like, the rosy cheeks. It's not a good look. It's not, you know. What's wrong with Mike McCarthy? You just don't like the way he looks? You don't like the cut of his jib or what? I disrespect. Disrespect. Is he, like, the only coach you disrespect in the league? Uh, Staley. 
Staley, what happened? You loved Staley like three weeks ago. That was quick. That yeah. was quick. Yeah, it's been a bad three weeks. <laughs> it's been a rough three weeks. Dude, what the hell happened? They looked pretty good a few weeks ago. I was like, I'm pretty down on the Chargers. I said it out, the cat cow. I said I might be out on Staley. That's true. All his starters getting might, and then this past week where he wouldn't make a single adjustment on defense. It's been about as bad of a three weeks you could possibly have as a head coach. Oh, that was awesome watching the Chargers lose. I, there's probably some other coaches I disrespect. We could probably name like one or two more. You uh. So, presuming the Jags win or the Chiefs win against the Jags, which, you know, the huge favorite, you know, still an NFL team, still have to win that game. Uh, yeah. Do you think the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl now, seeing the Bills struggle a little bit? Uh, Bengals' yeah, offensive Bengals line. Bengals are both like very flawed teams. Um, Chiefs, you could say like the offense stalls for no reason sometimes. Maybe that's something they can fix in the playoffs. Um, the old line hasn't been great. Um, defense has been spotty, but they've been playing well recently. Um, we'll see. As the weather gets colder, the Chiefs' defense tends to get like a little bit worse. When you know what I mean. Well, this is also like the Spagnola thing. Like this is why yeah. Steve Spagnola exists. I did have like some of those concerns. The Chiefs' offensive line closed out the season insanely strong. Uh, the interior is insane. Maybe best in the league, if not first, yeah, second, I, or yeah, third. I yeah, I agree. The interior offensive line for the Chiefs is the best in the league. I don't yeah. think there's anyone even close. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are really. I was cons- I had my concerns about a month ago about the Chiefs. Uh, I don't really have those right now. Uh, the way they close out the season, I think defensively. I mean, there's that like close game against the Broncos. I think the Broncos played a lot better. I was pretty impressed with how they played after uh, old buddy got fired. But with the injuries to the Bengals and the uh, the way the Bills have looked, if Josh Allen doesn't stop turning the ball over, uh, I think the Chiefs are, you know, looking pretty good to make the Super Bowl. NFC is very interesting because I think everyone's still expecting something to happen uh, with the Niners and Brock Purdy. You know, who knows? Guys done nothing but win so far. So who's to say? But, I mean, Eagles-Giants next week? Yeah. That's a hell of a game. That's I don't know who I'm going to pick in that game. I really think the Giants can win that game. Is uh, Lane is Lane Peterson back? I believe his name is Lane Johnson, right? Lane yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, just a little groin tear. He's fine. Mm. Gotcha. Oh man, Pollard's carrying the ball a lot for the Cowboys. Okay, any uh, parting thoughts from Duval down there? No, there's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Are you afraid as a Chiefs fan? Uh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. If they had like one outright in a not crazy way, then maybe. But I mean, that's you kind of have feels to. Like, this feels like the Timberwolves two years ago when they won the play-in game, and they were like jumping on the scores table and uh, crying. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. they won the play-in game. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. I mean, I think they should celebrate. That's a big deal, but. I mean, the Chiefs yeah. off a bye, that's going to be tough. Like, the Chiefs... Put that way more. I mean, I, I think the Chargers blew it more than the Jags won it. You know? Dude, the, the Chargers kind of played like shit that whole... Even when they were up 27 nothing, Like, Trevor Lawrence was just throwing it right to him every... Which, you have to give some credit to the game planning, and they, they are making some plays. But, I mean, really, yeah. besides those, like, interceptions, nothing really was impressive at all from the Chargers. Like, the right. offense wasn't really moving the ball much. Um weren't running it probably could have i mean first half they probably should have had like 28 i mean they were 27 probably should have had at least 30 points 
plus five. I mean, the, yeah, like next week, if the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs have had a pretty bad turnover margin this year, well, in 14 games. I mean, if the Chiefs are minus two in the turnover margin, still probably winning that game. Um, yeah, but who knows? The NFL, anything can happen. Playoff football. All right. Well, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, enjoy this Cowboys, uh, Cowboys Buccaneers game. Uh, we certainly will. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you have not, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, check out Beef State coming out on Wednesday. Hey.